You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes, and as most of you already know, I love it and use it in my group practice. Therapy Notes is an EHR software for behavioral health practices that has online notes, scheduling, billing, electronic claims, medical records, and it's always making updates to um, better serve group practice owners. If you're interested in switching or trying Therapy Notes out, you can get a code for two free months with the Group Practice Exchange if you go to therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. So in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the progression of leadership and finding and growing good leaders. In a couple of weeks, in the Exchange membership site, which is my paid membership site, if you're interested in it, go to www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. Um, And in a few weeks, my guest is going to be my clinical director at my group practice, um, Lauren Fontana, and her and I are going to be talking about different aspects of bringing someone into a leadership role, whether that be a clinical director, a site supervisor, a practice manager, um, whatever word you use for your leadership person. And we're going to be talking a little bit about just the progression of bringing someone who's a clinician into a leadership position and what that looks like. We'll talk about our dynamics and what that felt like for us and how we grew as leaders ourselves and kind of molded this position for her and what what it looks like now. Um, She's also going to be hosting um, what's coming up in a few weeks, the Leader Tribe, which will be a membership for people inside of group practices who are clinical directors, site supervisors, or practice managers, people who are in a clinical leadership position. So not you group practice owners, because you can join the exchange and have access to me and get support with me. But this is specifically for your leaders that are inside of your group practice to get support from someone who's doing the work that they're doing in a group practice. So given that, I want to talk a little bit about the progression of leadership and and the idea of finding and growing good leaders within your group practice. And some of the things that I think about when I think about putting someone who's a clinician in the practice into a position of leadership. Um, One of the things that has been really difficult for me, and is something that Lauren can attest to when we have our webinar next week, um, or actually I think it's in two weeks from now, is the idea of learning to trust as a group practice owner and being able to let go and, um, give someone else a position of leadership. It sounds really like it should be a simple thing, right? You're, you have too much work on your plate. You need to let go. You're excited because there's a great clinician in your group practice who is stepping up and really providing support. And so you think this is the best person to be in a leadership position, whether that's a clinical director or supervisor. Um, I'm going to give that position to them, Right. The number one thing that I hear is a struggle for group practice owners is once they do this is really trusting the process and letting go and allowing that clinical director or person in leadership really take the position. And I like to think about um, Mike Michalowicz's book, Clockwork, where he talks about the difference between delegating and um, deciding, which essentially is 
a lot of us are deciders, right? We give tasks out, but we are the decider on the outcome. We decide if it's been done well, if it's not, if there's a mistake, we tell them how to change it. But we're, that's not really delegating. Delegating is giving the ownership of that position and those tasks to someone else, and they then own the outcomes of the the tasks that they're doing, right? What If they're doing it well, if they're not, they own that outcome, and they learn to manage and fix and kind of reroute themselves. And so part of my own journey was learning how to trust the process that she was going on and um, kind of letting her roll with it, learn the position, make some mistakes, and not interject. Uh, we'll talk a lot about my sort of micromanage check-in uh, progression that I had um, in the beginning. The second thing is just the idea of accountability and learning how to take give that when give when I give that position out is to allow that accountability to be taken and absorbed by the person that's in leadership um, and, and and not set so high of expectations that they're never going to be able to follow through and um, live up to the expectations that you have. Um, another thing that I find to be something that is a progression and something that has to be communicated is being on the same page. There's so much, and I think you'll attest to this, that is going on. We have a hundred browser tabs open in our brain. We have all these ideas and a vision for where we want things to go. And we have an idea on how we want things to be done because we've been running the group practice for however, however long we've been running our practices. And when we bring someone into leadership, we often forget that they are not insiders into how we see our group practice and how we want it to be run. And so oftentimes group practice owners and their clinical leadership team aren't on the same page in the beginning because they haven't yet communicated fully what the vision for the group practice is why things need to be run in a certain way, why certain policies and procedures are the way they are. And, and I'm saying why beyond what our clinicians already know, because if you're leading well, you are explaining to your clinicians why some policies and procedures are in place. But there's actually added layers of why. And um, those added layers, we don't necessarily explain to our clinical staff Um but when you have a leadership team, if they're trying to uphold some of those policies and procedures in your group practice, they're going to need to understand the deeper whys behind it. Um, I like to think of some of the more, so if you have a supervisor or clinical director, they're probably doing supervision or um, case consult with your clinicians, correct? And um, some of the things that might see, seem obvious to you um, are really a business level uh, thoughts like um, what happens if a clinician um, isn't doing notes on time, right? Every person in a leadership position is going to know that it, it's important for things to be done in a timely way. But there are going to be some extra layers on the business end of what that means to your business when clinicians aren't doing their notes on time or when their notes aren't clear or if they're doing their notes really late and the timestamp shows that their notes are being done you know, three weeks out. Clinicians all know and understand that that's an issue and that they shouldn't be doing it. But your clinical team lead, whoever that is, um, obviously needs to know what does that mean from a liability in a malpractice position? What does that mean if they're noticing that a clinician is consistently behind on their notes in terms of how they communicate 
those concerns with without those clinicians. And so this is where I have seen in my own coaching, but also in my own business, um, where there's a gap in communication and the team leads or the people in leadership understand that that they're clinicians that aren't doing their notes on time. And I'm just using this as an example, um, is an issue, but they don't fully grasp the depth of what that can mean for your business and how it can really and truly negatively affect your business. And that's where that being on the same page and being able to communicate between each other really needs to happen. Um, how much is too much? Um, we talk a lot about this in terms of just as group practice owners, when is it time to float a little bit in your practice and when is it time to scale or grow? And oftentimes we have this issue with feeling like we don't know when it's time to just float a little and, and glide through life for a few moments and let the business be where it's at. It doesn't always need to be growing. And one of those uh, things is making sure that we're communicating that with our clinical directors or our team leads or supervisors, whoever's uh, part of that management team. Although they may not be a part of the decision-making of growth, although I suggest if you're a group practice owner, you're likely feeling isolated and lonely with the decisions that you're making in your group practice. And one of the best things that I did when I brought on a leadership team, even though um, so I have a clinical director and she's a big part of decision-making, of growing a location, of adding a service or anything in, in the business she plays an integral role in. But I also have supervisors in my group practice, one at each location that we have, and they sort of manage those locations and the clinicians within those locations they lead. Um, but I use them as a sounding board for making decisions, even though their role is really in the day-to-day operations of those independent locations that we have. I use them as a, a sounding board, a sort of board of directors, if you if you will, to help me sort of think through some of the gaps I might have in my thinking when it comes to growing and, and leading in my business. And it's the, the best kept secret that when you bring on a leadership team, that using them as a sounding board beyond even what their role is, is a great way to help them get a little bit of an inside scoop on your business, but also is a great way for them to add value beyond what you might think that they have. Um, I, it's just, it's such an obvious concept, but so often I see that people have someone in a leadership position and they're not using them in a way that could really benefit and catapult their group practice. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is balancing that leadership role and clinical role. It is a difficult initial transition, especially for group practice owners from a financial perspective, to bring a clinician into a leadership role because you obviously need to pay them more. And I'm not going to get into the discussion on how to structure compensation for someone in a leadership role um, who's still going to be a clinician because that could take a whole episode in and of itself. But I do want to talk about how when you bring that person into a leadership role, you have to make sure that you're accounting for the time that they're spending being a clinician and seeing how how do you and how do they want to balance that time out. Oftentimes, and this is how I did it, is that that progression was slow and gradual. If you're a smaller group practice, you likely don't need so much clinical support or supervisory support 
And so that time that they're going to be spending on there might be minimal. It might be one or two hours a week that they're going to be sitting in the role of a supervisor, clinical director, and 20 or 25 of their hours in a week is going to still be going to being a clinician themselves. And as your practice grows and as you maybe want to delegate and hand more things off, that role of clinical director or team lead or site supervisor, whatever it is, might grow. Um, And we just have to make sure that you're looking at that and and starting to see, is there a balance between being a clinician and a clinical director needing to be adjusted so that they're doing a little bit less clinical work and a little bit more clinical director works, um, if if that's the role that they're playing. So hopefully this was a helpful introduction into what our discussion's going to be in a couple of weeks. Be sure to join the exchange to get that full live webinar and ask your questions um, and get full support in terms of how to bring a person into a leadership position who's in your group practice already and get a sense of the trials and tribulations that we had um, between my clinical director and I as we grew in this position that she's had now for about six years. Um, Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.